You're listening to Brave Girls Bites. This is our first Brave Girl Bite episode. Uh, It's a new format that we're trying out to get a little more content out there. Uh, So what it's going to be is it could be just me, Kelly. It could be just Krista, just Lindsay, or a mix of us with guests. And we're going to be talking about pretty much whatever we want to talk about. No rules, no masters. Uh, Today I'm here with Luciano. Hello, Luciano. Hey, how's it going? Good to be here. So for today, it's just me and Luciano. And what we're going to be doing today is we found some spooky stories online and we're going to be trying to spook each other out. (laughs) And that's it. Figured we'd do something really simple for the first episode. Yeah, so we're going to just try to spook each other. It's nice and dark out, you know. Mm -hmm. I think I've got some of the best ones I could find, so we'll see. We went over it, and we don't have any in common, even though we were both pulling from Reddit the whole time. Yep, same source material, and (laughs) that's good. Yeah, okay. Should I? You want I should start? You want I should start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think I have more than you. How many did you have? I have five. Okay. But, yeah. I have six clumps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is from, I got all of mine from Ask Reddit. I just searched for like spookiest, scariest, Mm -hmm. hiking, alone, The classics. The good ones. the The good ones. Yeah. So this is from user Moxoto. My wife and I had lived together for a few years and moved into a two-level apartment. Occasionally, I started to hear a child's scream. Just one scream, and definitely from inside the apartment. It would happen once every few days, and it was clearly an anguished, painful scream. Sometimes it would happen in the middle of the night, sometimes in broad daylight. I was starting to have some issues with my nerves after several weeks of this. I would always jump up and run through our apartment, trying to figure out where the scream had come from. But as it was a short scream and only once, I could never tell where the hell it was coming from. I started telling friends and family about it because I was pretty wigged out. The screams that would happen around 4am were the worst. I was so keyed to that scream that I would jump up and run around in a desperate attempt to find the source of this pained scream. It would take me forever to get back to sleep after that. I'd just lay there with my heart pounding, waiting for another scream. I was cleaning my office one day when the scream happened in the same room with me. Scared the shit out of me. I don't frighten easily, but I'll admit I jumped like I was going to die. I looked over to see that my computer screensaver was a 3D South Park Kenny floating around getting stabbed by a spear. The sound was turned to off, but still once every few days, Kenny would scream in pain as the spear thing stabbed him. I felt like a fucking idiot, but also extremely relieved no child had been murdered in my apartment and was now haunting me. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So, was that like someone pranked him? No, it was like he had a 3D screensaver of... Kenny from South Park getting murdered, and it was set to be silent, but every once in a while, it would make a noise. It would do the sound of him dying. And it would be, like, random because it was, like, his computer glitching or whatever. Oh, okay. So I just, like, how do you not remember that your screensaver just screams? 
Well, he had it set to off. Maybe um, he didn't even know what it sounded like. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. That but that would be that would be very spooky. Oh yeah. Ugh. And what a relief. Thank God it was just an animated child dying, not a real one. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want me to go next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um <clears throat> This next one is from also an Ask Reddit uh, about what's the creepiest thing that ever happened to you. Mm. So here goes. Okay. This story takes place in the mid-90s, a time before widely used cell phones and GPS. My two best friends and I, freshly able to drive, decided we would head out on a Saturday to a water park in southern Missouri. It's about a three-hour drive from our home in northwest Arkansas. We had never been there before and just used roadmaps to get there. We had a pretty fantastic time, but as the sun started to reach the tree line, we thought we ought to head home. It's about 7 o'clock and we missed a turn, but my friend Paul, who was navigating, said not to worry. Another turn was coming and that would get us just as fast. The next turn took us from detour to completely lost. By 8 o'clock, we were on a road that seemed to be lacking any informative road signs and there were no lights we finally see a gas station and are relieved to get some directions as well as some gas my friend taylor and i go inside while paul pumps the gas we come inside and a very friendly old man in his early 60s who gives us a very large grin and says well hello there it was very foghorn leghorn-esque <laughs> he looked like an extreme hill hillbilly but was very pleasant we explained that we were needing gas and wanted to fill up. He explained that he was about to shut down for the night, but would be happy to oblige us. He then, he then said something I'll never forget. You have to make haste. Tonight is buffer night. Ta what? Taylor and I looked at each other and shared an awkward look. We asked him if he could point out our location on the roadmap. While he was finding it, two people entered the shop from the back and called out for the old man. He said he was up front. The two approached us, a man and a woman, and at first looked confused, then as though they hit an epiphany, they smiled. They asked the old man, are these the guests tonight? He what? <laughs> he shot them a look and said, no, these are some lost children. The way he said children caused the hairs on my neck to stand up. Not sure why. They looked at us and said, the three of you should make haste. Because tonight is buffer night. <laughs> Shut up. Two things scared the shit out of me right then. The first being, how did they know about Paul pumping gas out front when they came in from the back? And the second being that they repeated the old man verbatim. We, we clarified the directions to get back on a main highway and paid for the gas without waiting for change. Taylor and I booked it out of the gas station to find Paul already in the passenger seat. When we got into the car, we were nearly airborne from the speed we took off. Before we could say anything, Paul told us about how three men from across the street stood under a tree just watching him. He waved, but they didn't move a muscle. We just drove as fast as we could until we got back to the highway. To this day, I will still have a nightmare every so often about that gas station and what my imagination has twisted buffer night into being. And that is thanks to Sleuth849 from Ask Reddit. If you're listening, thank you. And I'm glad you're safe. 
what the fuck is buffer knife? I just Googled it. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing comes up but, like, the story and then mm-hmm. other website who stole this story off of Reddit. Oh, okay. Did they explain what buffer knife is? Because I think I know what buffer knife was. What's buffer knife? Well, these ha- it sounds like you had a really heavy accent, southern accent. Uh-huh. So maybe, like, buffer knight was, like, buffet night. And they were like uh, the whole the whole town's getting together for a nice big buffet, but they're not welcome because they're not locals. I don't know. <laughs> I, buffet <laughs> night. You gotta make haste. You got you gotta make haste. Cause we're getting the Chinese buffet yeah. out. They're like Chow Mein. They're probably all like, you know, we gotta we got somewhere to be. You gotta make haste, get out of here. It's buffet night. <laughs> You got to get out because these are local taxes paying for this Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And you don't live here. This is courtesy of the Booster Club. Please leave. <laughs> that one was spooky. That one was spooky. That was a good one. All right. Are you ready? Um, I'm going to read two in a row because they're kind of related. Okay. This first one is from Reddit user Navajo Joe. And... um. He, d- he talks about speaking another language or his native language. I'm guessing it was Navajo. Navajo. Yeah, but he doesn't say specifically. <sighs> I was a kid when this happened. My uncle and I were fishi- finishing up chopping and gathering firewood for my grandmother because it was getting dark. Driving back on a dirt road at about 30 miles per hour, I had this awful sense of being watched. Before I could turn to look out my window on the passenger side, my uncle quickly shouted, Don't! I completely froze. My heart felt like it was beating out of my chest, then completely stopped when I heard a tap-tap on my window. My uncle sped up and was loudly praying in my native language. I didn't know what was going on and thought it was over until our truck suddenly dipped from the bed. My uncle then started saying, Look at me. Don't turn away over and over again. Then I heard it again, tap, tap, but from the window behind me. It was getting harder for me to breathe and I wanted to cry. A minute or two passed and the truck dipped again. My uncle looked around and sighed. It was quiet besides the truck and the road. He looked at me and said, we will ask your father to do a prayer in the morning so the evil will forget our faces. I remember curling up on the seat and just staring at the radio, watching the time, listening to my uncle sing an old prayer till we got to my grandmother's house. And then there's an edit. <clears throat> I called my uncle because I had a nightmare about that night. We talked about it for a bit. He said, I didn't see faces, just eyes, like brake lights you see in the road. I wa- It watched you. Before hanging up, I tried joking with him about it. Why didn't you just step on the brake when it was in the back? He didn't laugh, just paused. Because it wasn't alone, he said. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That one, like the little tap tap. Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. I can imagine that, just eyes. Oh my god. Spooky. And then... This story mm-hmm. was a reply to that story. And this one is from Reddit user Sapoloco. Sapoloco. <laughs> wow, this is eerily similar to a story my friend's grandfather told us. 
Grandpa owned a large herd of sheep, which during the summer grazed in the mountains in central Utah. In the 1960s, his sheep herder was a small Mexican man we'll call Juan. Juan stayed in a very small trailer in a meadow while tending the sheep. One evening, Grandpa drives his truck up the mountain to deliver some food and supplies to Juan. As he nears Juan's camp, he starts seeing dead sheep all over the ground. Many of the sheep were thrashed into pieces. As he arrives at Juan's trailer, he finds the door shut. He has to kick the door open just to get inside, as Juan had locked it. Inside, Juan was curled up into a ball, mumbling incoherently and likely in shock. Grandpa picks up Juan, throws him into the truck, and takes off down the mountain to get Juan to a doctor. As he's flying down the twisty dirt road, Grandpa gets this terrible feeling that he's being watched and sees something out of the corner of his eye. By this time, the sun is setting and the light isn't very good. He turns to look out the passenger side window and sees a creature he describes as looking like an inside-out deer running alongside the truck. The creature dropped back out of sight, only to come bounding back even faster, running on his hind legs only. The creature then ran across the road in front of the truck. Grandpa swerves to miss it and ends up rolling the truck down the mountainside. Juan is killed. And in the accident, uh, Grandpa spends more than a month in the hospital. It's possible that Grandpa was just playing with us, but that really wasn't his style. He was an old cowboy and swore that it was the truth. He brought it up when we were making fun of chupacabras. He believed that it was some sort of chupacabra-like animal he saw. I believe in chupacabras. Yeah? I think they're real. I think we just haven't really documented it. There's where there's like a country where chupacabras are super common, and it's like mm-hmm. a little bit different than the myth is here. Right. I think it's Peru or someplace like that. Yeah. It's like a bigger, it has a more prominent presence in there folklore <laughs> well that was creepy a little spooky huh a little spooky i can't believe Juan died I know. what did he see what did he what, know what are they called skinwalkers yeah yeah all the all the other comments were saying that these were like just skinwalkers well because when i heard navajo like that's the first mm-hmm. thing that popped into my mind is like skinwalker ranch mm-hmm. yeah and just like and, and there's a lot of like spiritual and like cryptid you know kind of stuff in that culture and in the first story how his uncle didn't want him to look over at it right part of part of the skinwalker lore is that um they can only hurt you if you acknowledge them like if you look at them and talk to them that's so creepy yeah like what like if you're like what if what if they're like there and you're just like i'm not paying attention to you like they can't get you (laughs) but they're there as long as you don't like acknowledge them they're just like around but they can't hurt you that's kind of like they're just like your roommate (laughs) yeah well i mean they're like okay just acknowledge us so we can attack you or something it's like we it's like a it's like a vampire you know it's like standing outside your home it's like you gotta let me in Uh, yeah actually i've read some stories like that where um apparently they can change form Mm -hmm. i think they're their natural form, they start as like a human, and they're right. kind of like a like a witch doctor, but like a evil witch doctor sort mm-hmm. of. And um, 
they can steal the skins of animals and wear them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the inside out deer sort of thing. Yeah. And and they can like steal the appearance of people as well, but there's always something off about them. So I read this story once. I don't have it written down or anything, mm-hmm. but it was like two boys staying the night at one of their houses and the friend mm-hmm. of the boys who's ha- the boy who house it was um ran into the mother who was standing outside the fence of their yard and she wouldn't say anything and as he got closer he realized her eyes were like non-existent like it was just Ooh. black holes and so he like booked it back and the mom was like asleep in the bed that's that's creepy i should have looked that one up and written it down (laughs) but i didn't sorry guys shoulda woulda coulda you gotta deal with my faulty memory well those are some good stories yeah do you have a good one um i hope so this next one also is kind of creepy town vibe crazy town crazy town yeah didn't you almost see Crazy Town? I almost did see Crazy Town, and I didn't remember who they were. I just got oh. I just got invited to go see them, and I almost got in a fight in the parking lot because I guess the kind of people that go see Crazy Town are some rough, tough dudes. Yeah, man. Yeah, who would have thought? You know, the drummer for Crazy Town is like a famous old jazz musician drummer. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Really? It's it's like an old black dude who used to be in like, oh wow, like really nice fancy bands, like and a, now he's in Crazy Town. It's a jazz popper, and now he's doing that garbage. Yeah. Oh, sorry to the Crazy Town fans, but they <laughs> suck. Yes. What if Crazy Town is listening to this, Lucy? Sorry. Did you did you see them, or did you leave? After? No, I I left because I thought I was gonna die. Because they were not, oh. yeah. They didn't like me. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you know. Anyway. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, next story. <clears throat> Many years ago, myself and two of my best friends decided to go for a day of mountain biking at Snowshoe in southern West Virginia. Now, this was way before the days of GPS, so we were kind of doing this by some half-assed directions and an old map. But the point is, we got very lost. Sometime along the way, we ended up in this very tiny little town, and we figured we would ask for directions because it was absolutely deserted. And I'm talking not a single soul to be seen anywhere. We parked the truck and split up looking for anyone. Now, this was at around 9 to 10 a.m., so not exactly the crack of dawn, but still no one around. We went into the post office, nobody. We went into the only bar in town, which was unlocked, unattended with music playing, but not a single person present. We went to business to business to business and walked the streets, and after about 25 minutes, we finally found one guy who just seemed to appear out of nowhere in the middle of town walking alone. The first question we asked wasn't even for directions. It was, where the hell is everyone? To which he replied, well, I guess folks around here don't get up much till around noon. We asked him for directions to Snowshoe, and he pointed to the road we came in on and said to go that way about 10 miles and make a right, and we'll find the interstate. 
We left quickly. We all had a very bad sense of unease about the whole thing. As we left, we were about five miles down the road and hit a lady dressed up in a state road uniform standing in the middle of a very long straightaway holding a stop sign. When we approached, she turned the sign from slow to stop. We asked what was going on. She stated that there was road construction ahead. We told we told her of what just happened and she kind of just laughed and said, those people in that town are kind of strange, but she let it slide. So we actually started talking to her, waiting for a line of traffic to come by from the opposite direction. And we actually ended up talking to her for about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, we kind of got lost in the conversation because not a single vehicle ever approached from the other direction or behind us. Eventually she said, well, I guess it's clear now and y'all can go ahead and slowly turned the sign from stop to slow and motioned for us to go ahead. We went straight ahead, the only direction you possibly could go for the next 30 some odd miles and didn't see any signs of construction, state road workers or maintenance going on at all. She, she, had no, she had no vehicle. We figured she was a flag woman dropped off by some road crew uh, up ahead while they went to the work site. After the encounter with the town and this woman, we had enough and called it quits. We turned on the interstate as soon as we found it and headed north and home. Every single one of us still remembers this whole encounter in vivid detail to this day. I asked my friend about it actually about three months ago at his wedding and it still freaks him out to no end. You know what? Hmm. That must have been the morning after buffer night. It must have been after buffer night. Everyone is sleeping in after eating all that Chinese food. Mm -hmm. After hitting up the buffers. Yeah, the hometown buffet. Maybe sometimes they got fried chicken. What else do they have at buffets? Uh, Those like fatty, skinny rib thingies. They got the make your own Sunday bar. Ooh. You know, sugar crash. That would explain why everybody's still asleep. Yeah, maybe it was just a deserted town. Oh, no. Ew. That's, re- <laughs> That's really spooky, though. Um, no, what it is is somebody wasted their time. What do you mean? That lady oh, was, just the lady? Yeah, just the lady was like, hey, you know, I'll talk to you for about an hour. She was just looking for someone to talk to. She just bought a sign and a vest. <laughs> she was just kind of hoping, you know. There's nothing yeah. else to do in West Virginia. I guess that's one way to meet guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but there was that that bar that was open and the music was on, right? Right, yeah. So they went to this town and there was just nobody around, but still functioning as if it were open. I don't know. I feel like there should have been a foghorn leghorn in this story, too. Well, it's West Virginia. I'm pretty sure there was like a million of them just hiding somewhere. This makes me want to watch Fringe. Ooh, yeah. We have to finish that. Anybody out there like the show Fringe? Remember that? Go ahead and write to us your favorite Fringe (laughs) episode. Let us know. And your favorite character. We just got to... um, the last time we hung out and watched it, we got to the season with Meghan Markle in it. I didn't even know she was yeah, in that show. Right. Yeah. She's the FBI agent. She's a princess now. She is. Sort of. Princess. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but she married uh, some redheaded guy. There you go. That's all it takes. And the, that makes you a princess. I wish I was a princess. Oh, I should probably read a story now. Yes. Huh? Let me pop it open. 
Let me make sure. Okay. <clears throat> this next story is from Reddit user, just another gamer. I don't know if I would say the only possibility is paranormal, but it was damn weird. I have had several dreams similar to what I am posting. I have been a caver in Florida for about 13 years since I was about six years old and have been to a lot of caves. Never been afraid before this to go in one. When I was about seven or eight years old, I started having this reoccurring dream. I would have it at least twice a year, always the same, even though I would realize I was dreaming after the first few iterations of it. I would fall asleep and dream of being in a cave and going into this little hole in the bottom of it. Inside, I would see a 10 to 15 foot long corridor, about two to four feet high. At the end, it would always turn left, and I always saw a bent red stop sign at the end, like someone ripped off the top two feet and tossed it in, but I would always follow the corridor. I would turn and walk past the sign, despite being scared, despite many times knowing what was there, and the corridor would start descending, quickly opening up into a large vertical chamber with the path leading down into a corkscrew. Everything became blurry at this point, but it was always the same. I saw trash scattered on the walls. I saw the pit leading down to a curved floor. I saw things, undefined things, animals or people or something else at the bottom. And I saw my family, each with one of these things, being tortured and killed. Every time, and I could never do anything. After I saw that, I would be stuck for a few seconds until I felt more than saw everything turn around and look at me. I would wake up, not like a normal dream where you just drift into consciousness or a nightmare where you bolt up in fear, but like something pushed me out, like I wasn't supposed to be there. So I have this dream multiple times a year until I turned 15. My father decided to take us to some caves that we had never been to before, one of which was Dog Drop. It was likely named so because someone either threw their pet in there oh or God. a coyote fell in there and the body was later discovered. Jeez. I don't know where he got that, but <laughs> Dog Drop. Dog Drop had a roughly 30-foot... Is it Rappel? Yeah. Well, it's spelled R-A-P-P-E-L. Isn't that Rappel? Isn't Repel R-E-P-E-L? Is Rappel a well, word? Well, Rappel is like, uh, the R-E-P-E-L is like, uh, you're repelling someone. And then, oh, and then, and then Rappel then, is like when you're like descending like with a rope. With a rope. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a... I don't know. I, I'm not I never kid. realized... Yeah, I never realized they were spelled differently. I just know okay. that Repel is from Pokemon, and it makes so that Pokemon don't jump at you when you're walking through grass. That's how I learned. Well, this is the other Repel, uh, okay. I guess. Non-Pokemon Repel. No. All right. Dog Drop had a roughly 30 feet, thirty foot Repel straight down to enter. I went down with my brother while my father waited at the top. There was a hole in the ground. I started to feel uneasy, though I didn't know why. So I father followed my brother inside to the hole. It felt worse as I moved down. 
And when I looked up, I saw the same corridor, the same turn, the same wall, the same bottles at the corner, and I instantly was hit with this overwhelming sense of nausea and fear of being watched, and everything was screaming at me to leave. I froze and must have made some noise because my brother turned around and asked what was wrong. I managed to say that I wanted to leave now and climbed out as quickly as I could, followed immediately by my brother. We packed up and left. Never have gone back and never will. Haven't told anyone what actually happened, just said I wasn't feeling well and they forgot pretty quickly. The thing that really makes it creepy for me is I have never had that dream again. Year after year, I would have it consistently, but it just stopped after that. But I remember it all, and I still feel afraid, almost an external fear when I think about it. Wow. I love cave stories. Yeah? Yeah. This one, I think, sounds realistic. I believe it because a lot of, like... The common thing about cave stories is that they hear something, they hallucinate something. And Uh I don't know if it was like in a Reddit uh, thread where they were talking about, I think there's like carbon monoxide or I think it's pretty common. And that's why like mines and caves get abandoned because it's just too much to handle. And that's why they take a like a bird down with them. Yeah, the canary. Um, yeah. So I think they get like... Or just any bird. Or any bird, yeah. Just a big just toucan. A, a chicken. <laughs> a toucan. A dodo. That's what happened all the dodos. It's very sad. Did you see the new Toucan Sam mascot? No. No? It looks terrible. What? Yeah. Is it sexy? No, I wish it was sexy. That'd be great. I would buy more what? Fruit Loops. But no, they like, they changed it to make it even more cartoony. It looks like a... Like a Cartoon Network uh, character, you know? It's like oh. very very round, like not a lot of features, which is, I don't hate that style, but it has a beak because it's a bird. And <laughs> they... Done. And, Dumbass. And instead of like putting the, <laughs> the, putting the mouth at the bottom of the beak like they would, like on the original Toucan, uh-huh. they just like slapped it on. Like like a side little smile on the side yeah, of the beak. Yeah, and it looks awful because it's not how birds look. Like they didn't, they could have put the side smile like at the end of the beak, uh-huh. and it would have looked like still cartoonish. But at least you know, like we get it. But they just kept the whole beak, and then at the base of the beak, there's just a slapped on smile. Huh. And it's just like they picked like the most basic, brightest colors. I don't know. I. <laughs> I like the original Toucan Sam. I don't like the new one. Go check it out. They should make it they should make it hyper realistic. But not just <laughs> a real toucan, just like a disgusting, horrible, uncanny valley toucan. Oh god. And it like it's buff, like Tony the Tiger. It's big. Why is Tony the Tiger so hot? <laughs> like why did they make him sexy? Does that appeal to kids? I think it was to entice the mothers to buy the cereal because the kid's not going to buy it. Like the brawny man? Like the brawny man, yeah. It's like... <laughs> they just... He just made a sexy-ass dude, you know? It's like... Just a beefcake of a tiger. Yeah. I mean... They should have made Toucan Sam hotter. They missed the opportunity. I mean, all the people that grew up with Toucan... For the Fruit Loops. Like, they're older now. They can handle it. We can get an edgier cereal. There's no, all the cereals are like geared towards kids and the adult ones is like oats 
and bran and shit and like that. bran. Yeah, garbage. We don't. They should make the Lucky Charms leprechaun hot. Could they? Yeah, they could. What if they just? What if they just like hired a hot Irish guy? Like not even a leprechaun <laughs> anymore. Just, just, just like. What's just some redheaded uh, dude. Yeah, like uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, is it Colin Farrell? Just, <laughs> he's he's just have him. He doesn't look Irish. Though. Isn't he? He is Irish though. Yeah, but he doesn't like oh, look okay. leprechaun. No, at no, all. that's what I'm saying. Like, just ditch the whole leprechaun thing and just put like him without a shirt on this on the box of cereal. That's what I'm saying. We need adult cereal with marshmallows. That is only. <laughs> That they sell at like porn stores, yeah, or sex shops. It's just like Lucky Charms, but with naked Colin Farrell on the front of the box. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's a market for that, and they could be like, you know, like like bachelorette party stuff, like oh, it's a cereal of penises. I'm sure they already have that. Yeah, but like, it's probably like twenty bucks for a box. You know, I'm talking about like everyday. Anyway. An everyday breakfast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Part of this like complete breakfast type shit. Anyway. Hope no, I hope, <laughs> hope no one steals my idea for adult uh, mascots on breakfast boxes. All right. There's no there's no female breakfast cereal mascots, are there? What about the cinnamon toast crunch lady? What lady? It's a grandma, isn't it? It's like a on the or is that a dude? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't think that's been a thing for a while. Has it been? Oh, I don't know. I haven't bought cereal like that in a while. I just... I've never heard her talk. Does she talk on the commercials? She used to. Huh. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the honeycomb <laughs> monster is actually a girl. I was like, we can retcon that into being... You know, it wasn't gender yeah. specific to begin with, so it's, it's a woman uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. The, honey, okay. the honeycomb monster and the cookie crisp criminal. I don't. Th- is it a criminal still? I thought it was just a wolf now. Oh, I don't know. It was. Did they change it? They changed it a lot because it used to be a dog, mm-hmm. and it was like a burglar dog or a regular dog, and yeah. then it turned into a burglar dog. And they would ch- they would chase him, and he would steal cookie crisp. That's true. So good. Anyway, I, okay. Right, so, let's go back to scaring get, ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good story. I liked it. It was creepy. Do you mind if before you start, I crack open a beer? Yeah, crack a cold one, dude. I'm out of water. Perfect. Did that make a good sound? Some good ASMR. Um, that's not what this is for. No. Some people are going to be mad. <laughs> All right, so I think it's my turn. Sure is. All right. Let's hope this one's good. They've all been good. All right, well, let's see. Is it another spooky town? It's not. I'm done with that. I don't want to be a one-trick pony. But I did forget to uh, credit the user uh, from last time. His name is Reconstruct. Reconstruct? Reconstruct. That's what it says here. Um, that's the one where he was from Snowshoe, or he went to Snowshoe for mountain biking. So if you see mm-hmm. him on the Reddits, give him some gold, some silver, 
an upvote or two. Yeah. Do what Regardless you can. of what it is. Give what you can. <clears throat> he could be a really terrible guy outside yeah. of this story. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know. All right. So this next one. All right. Ready? Super ready. Let's go. Born ready. Born ready. Let's go. I was about seven years old. My brother, about 10. It was well past our bedtime when our mom woke up off the couch to put us to bed. Our dad worked construction out of town back then, so it was often just the three of us at the house for weeks at a time. Up the stairs and to the immediate right was our parents' bedroom. Going left puts you in the middle of a hallway. Taking another left down that hallway led to my brother's room. The opposite end was my room, which was also across the hall from our upstairs bathroom. At either end of the hallway are window doors we always kept locked and rarely used. The door on my end led to a balcony overlooking our front yard, and the door on my brother's end opened to our back porch. The house kind of leads into a small hill. My brother and mom had both had the habit of waking up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I only knew this because I was a light sleeper and they just couldn't help flushing with the door wide open. This <laughs> What? <laughs> This night, however, my brother stopped on his way to his room and came back towards the bathroom. I'm going to try to pee before I go to bed. The past few nights, I've been too afraid to walk to the bathroom. I keep seeing a man wearing stripes at the end of the hallway. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if my mom wrote it off as my brother telling ghost stories, trying to scare me, or if she was already half asleep and didn't catch it. But she didn't react at all to my brother's confession. I, on the other hand, was terrified by it. The fear of seeing a ghost like that at the end of the hallway or through the windows is the reason I started running from the stairs to my bedroom at night. Years later, when I was about 18, my mom and I were having a conversation in her car about a dog we had for a very short time when I was little. We were sharing stories about Max's tendency towards destroying my shoes and other unruly behaviors. When my mom blurted out, do you remember that time I opened the front door for the cops and Max ran inside to the kitchen and started tearing open that big bag of dog food we had? This really caught me by surprise because in all the years I lived in that house, we never once called the cops. I asked her what she was talking about and she looked equally surprised as if she had just revealed something by accident. Oh, that's right. I never told you because you were too young at the time. One night I woke up hearing noises outside my window and when I looked, I saw a man staring into my bedroom. She, she went on to describe how turning on the lights caused him to take off running and how she grabbed my dad's pistol before calling the cops. I can't remember all the details I gave them when they showed up. Tall white male, wearing a striped shirt and jeans, short dark what? hair, something like what? that. They, they said it matched the description of a man they were looking for in the area. It turns out he had escaped from jail on a murder charge. Wait, 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 uh, <laughs> so was he in the house and the little boy saw him? Um, it looks like from the way he described the house, it's sitting on a hill. And, oh, and, and he saw him through the he window? He saw him through the window, but I guess the, his mom could also see him through the window in the way that the house was shaped. So they both saw this guy and his brother was like, uh, what? And his mom didn't alert them or whatever and just called the cops and, like, never told them about it until, you know. 
years later. Years and years later. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't tell what? my kids either because that's scary. What if every ghost story you've ever read is just some creeper? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just standing around. I mean, it could be. You know, that thing under your bed was just someone who was waiting. Who the fuck wears, like, a mime costume to go rob a house? Well, it's a striped shirt, and he escaped from jail. <laughs> so I'm, th- I'm picturing, like, a classic black no. and white stripes with a, you know, bell or a, a How old is this person? <laughs> it's, it's from the 1920s. He was on a chain gang. <laughs> when was the last time they wore stripes in jail? 1920s. I think stripes are too expensive. Yeah. yeah prisoners i like i like the orange yeah Yeah, i'm a fan of the orange if i went to jail i wouldn't mind the uniform Mm, i like stripes better it's flattering they're horizontal though horizontal is the opposite of flattering that's a myth that's you should watch some what not to wear that's a myth (laughs) fair enough fair enough ready for another story yes excuse me um before we do another story i keep Uh i keep forgetting to credit the people who um you know that i'm reading from yeah the last one uh the one about the striped man outside their window that was a story by florianizer on reddit (laughs) and i got that from an ask reddit where they were talking about Creepiest things that happened in your home alone. Oh, but he wasn't alone. But he wasn't alone, but he thought he was like the only person that his brother thought was the only person that saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think it could have been the Hamburglar and they didn't have any hamburgers, so he left? (laughs) I thought of a really good idea today. What what is it? Hamburger? Before I read this. Okay. So, what's the smallest hamburger you've ever had? How big was it? I don't know. Like a White Castle sort of size? You know what? Like a slider? Yeah, like a slider. Probably White Castle is the smallest and thinnest burger I've ever had. So picture a White Castle sized slider. Mm-hmm. And let's cut that into maybe quarters or maybe even ninths. Oh, God. Can you picture like little bite-sized hamburgers? Uh-huh. And they'll be called Baby Burgies. And you could get... At a fast food restaurant, a hamburger with a side of baby burgies instead of french fries. Oh my God. And they're like little bite-sized. And you could do them all different mm-hmm. like styles of burger. Like you could have a like a western bacon cheeseburger one and like mm-hmm. <clears throat> any other sort of style <laughs> of hamburger. The, a sourdough jack, yeah, I don't know. Any of them. Um So I, you get like a little bit of every kind of hamburger and they're called baby burgies. That is a good idea, but I already just get two burgers when I go. Instead of french fries? No, I get the french fries too. <laughs> so I don't think I could be getting two full burgers and then burgies. Well, you haven't had them yet. You don't know. <laughs> I think I know what they taste like. No, you don't. I think okay. that's a, <clears throat> that would be a very cute idea, like smaller than sliders. You know it what you could gimmicky, do? But it's going to stick. You could sell them at like a bar. Like that idea. Baby burgies? Yeah, you want to try the baby burgies? And they're like, oh yeah, what's that? Let's just like 
tiny quarter-sized burgers. You just pop them in just your like mouth. Little tiny, little tiny babies. Yeah. I feel like it would be really easy to make hamburger patties that size, but you'd have to get like custom buns. Yeah. I thought about it for a really long time today. <clears throat> okay. This is from Reddit user. I don't know how it's pronounced, but I wrote it out. Um, Oddball. Oddball, probably. Mm-hmm. But the B or the D is capitalized. 8441. I usually get home from work and leave the door unlocked for my roommate, who usually arrives at around the same time. Well, one day I had apparently locked the door without thinking about it, which turned out to be a lifesaver. Our front door didn't have any windows or a peephole, so you can't see who is there. I was in my bedroom when I heard the doorbell ring. I thought it was my roommate who couldn't get in because I'd always leave the door unlocked for him. As I'm walking over, I open the door, or as I'm walking over to open the door, I get this overwhelming feeling with chills that I should not open or unlock the door. It stopped me dead in my tracks. So I'm standing on the other side of the door. The doorbell starts just constantly ringing, and I can hear a guy singing and whistling on the other side. He starts knocking and finally tries turning the doorknob over and over again. Now, on any given day, the door is usually unlocked, but that day, for some reason, I had accidentally locked it. As he's trying to open the door, I hear him yell, I know you're in there, bitch! I can see a car in the driveway! He stands there for five or so minutes and leaves. Don't worry, I had called the police, and apparently he had been running around my neighborhood doing this to random houses. But who knows what would have happened if I hadn't had the feeling of locking the door and then also not opening it for him. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, that's a little- that- I- I probably shouldn't say this here, but I I leave my door unlocked all the time. Like, (laughs) it's probably locked maybe 10% of the time. Oh, man. I used to be like that too, but I'm also a big man, and that's fine. You are a st- well. I'm a big lady. You're a small lady. I'm a big lady. <laughs> Dang, that's so scary. Ugh. Right? Like, I feel like if I were in that position, maybe I would have accidentally locked the door, but I probably wouldn't even think twice about opening it for him. Like, if I thought that my roommate was going to be home, right. like, right away. Jeez. Jeez, oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's so scary. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. That's creepy. That's so creepy. Ugh. What did he say to her? Like, I can see there's a <clears throat> car, bitch. Yeah, I know you're home, oh, bitch. Yeah. I can see your car in the driveway. Oh, my God. But I guess he was just going from house to house. Mm-hmm. And that, so, I always think about like it's like you don't want to open your your door open for someone, or you don't open your door for someone who you don't know, and like because they could be like, "Oh, I'm hurt," and then they're not hurt, and they're just gonna try to abduct your ass or some shit. I remember. Right. I remember one time when I was living at these duplexes. <clears throat> I was like maybe five or six. Someone knocked on our door and was like, "Please help me! Please help me! I was just in an accident." And, you know, 
my mom didn't even think like twice about it. She opened the door. It was just me and my mom. And she just like swung the door open and it was, it was someone who needed help and they called the cops and, you know, we helped them and they had gone into a really bad car crash. It was like a hit and run and we ended up meeting them and like one of them had to get like surgery or something. And they were like very grateful that we answered the door because they didn't think anybody would. Yeah. Yeah, And it's just sucks because like now I don't think I would. I mean, you got to at least be a little cautious. I have a similar story. Um, When I was little, I barely remember it, but I do remember it happening for sure. Mm -hmm. A naked lady ran into our yard and was like pounding on our door and like screaming for help. And um, I think my dad answered and took her over to my grandma's house. And she was one of our neighbors from across the street. Mm -hmm. And her boyfriend or husband had been assaulting her. And she, like, ran for help. And they had to call the police and stuff. Jeez. And I remember my mom being really mad. I guess because the lady was naked and my dad (laughs) took her across the street. (laughs) She might have just been freaked out. Not mad, but. Oh, yeah, no. She might have just been mad that we live in a neighborhood where that kind of oh, stuff that happens. happens. Yeah, God, that's so crazy. Yeah. Fuck. You got a story for me? Yeah, I got a story for you. I'm trying to recover from that. Um. <laughs> all right. So this next one is my personal favorite out okay. of all the ones that I picked. I lo- uh-huh. I like this one a lot. So this one, um, I'll just get into it. Yeah, hop right in, baby. Uh, When I was 10, I went with my parents to visit their friends. Whenever we visited, we would always stay at the same campgrounds in New Jersey. They had a son who was the same age as me, and we got along fine. However, sometimes if there were other kids around, he would try and pick on me to impress them. Mm. Yeah, I hate those kind of kids. Their son and I went fishing, and right as we were about to leave, another kid comes and joins us, and he immediately starts picking on me. Not wanting to be stuck on a boat and teased, I decided to leave and walk back to the campground by myself. I didn't want to go straight back to my parents because they'd ask why I wasn't hanging out with him, and I simply didn't want to get into it. So I just walked on this U-shaped road along the lake, and I went to the center where all the campgrounds were on the outside of the u road was a wooded area and towards the end of the road was a park after hanging out at the campgrounds i thought perfect i think i'll just go sit on the swings until enough time has passed to go back to my to my parents as i'm on the swings i notice a path directly across from me i get up and start walking along the dirt path There are reeds on either side of me, and I have my hands stretched out as I walk dead center of this path. My hands can just barely touch these reeds unless I move much closer to one side. I walk for about 10 minutes, maybe, and I get to this pond. It's crystal clear water, and I have the urge to drink it. It just looks so refreshing. I kneel down, and suddenly the hairs on the back of my neck go straight up. It was like I snapped back into myself. What am I doing? Why am I about to drink pond water? Why did I walk down this path? I start feeling really uneasy. 
So I turn around and start walking the same way I came. Let me clarify. This was only one path. There was only one path and it was straight. I didn't make any turns. I didn't walk around the pond. I simply walked to the end of the path, got freaked out, and then suddenly something made me turn around. Suddenly, all types of bugs were now around me, buzzing. I kept walking and I noticed the dirt path is getting more and more narrow. The reeds and tall grass are now at my arms and there's a constant buzzing feeling in my ears from all these bugs. The path gets so narrow that I have to walk sideways to avoid the reeds. I yell out help and I hear a voice ask if I'm okay. I reply I'm lost and a woman says, just walk straight away, honey. I see you. I see nothing. It's just tall grass and reeds. I walk a few feet and I finally see the road. I am scratched from head to toe and there's a woman by the playground asking what happened. She takes a Kleenex out of her, po out of her pocketbook and starts wiping some of the scratches and I tell her what happened. I look behind me and see no path. I'm at the same park and I'm in front of this thing I was just on, but there was no path. The woman looks at me and tells me that I shouldn't even think about it and to just forget it happened because I'm fine now. But she really emphasized not to talk about it. I've always been on the fence about it. I'm sure there was one path in and one path out. The bugs could have steered me off course, off course, maybe. But maybe I'm just being paranoid. Or something more sinister that nearly trapped me for good. What? Yeah. So there... He's, he, he saw a path <laughs> that it looked clear. We went to a pond and... Ooh, what would have happened if he drank the water? Right? Yeah, something stopped him. And like, it's just so... I would have drank it. I would have done it. Was it the woman at the park who called out to no. him? Or just a, like a disembodied voice? It was a disembodied voice and he was like, he heard it and he walked towards it. And then he ended up out of it. And I guess some woman uh, walked up to him and was like, oh, are you okay? Because he clarified it in the comments. Like someone asked, like, is that the same woman? And he was like, no, her voice was different. And like, she she looked at me like she had just seen me. And she was like, like, she didn't expect what? me to come out of the grass. She's like, what the yeah. hell happened? What? Yeah. Uh, nope. Right? How old did he say he was? He was about 10. That's crazy. That's old enough to not imagine things yeah. that bad. <sighs> Creepy. That is creepy. Why was that your favorite? I don't know. Just that one about like him seeing the crystal clear pond. You know, just like him. Like it didn't seem like he was walking that long. Like anybody could have seen it. But it just felt like maybe at that point in time, he was the only one that knew that area existed. And something drew him to the water. And then like to like suddenly snap and be like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? I need to get out of here. This is not good. You know? Yeah, geez. I love stories like that because of all the stories about like mysterious disappearances mm -hmm. that are never solved and they never find a body and you assume they were taken or murdered or Yeah. Especially like kids and women. Right. But then there are all these stories about things drawing you into like these mysterious right. circumstances like other realms or i don't know 
something a little something's up something unknown that is a good one that's very scary and that was brought to us (laughs) by user poo too much so thank you poo too much from reddit your story moved me (laughs) no pun intended (laughs) no buns intended (laughs) maybe maybe that's why it was getting made fun of so much just always shitting always shitting it never stopped shitting you know what he probably shit himself in the story but he just did not mention it because it's so banal to him at this point he's just used to it diaper boy yeah just I'm sorry, poo too much. I'm sorry. What? The man who poo too much. All the Reddit yeah. users who were stealing from him yeah. to make this episode. <laughs> All right. This next story is from Reddit user C. Harrison. Or maybe S.E. Harrison. Hmm. I was staying the night at a friend's house when I was about 13. We were watching The Shining with her older sister and another friend when I saw a black figure in my peripheral vision. I turned my head all the way to the right and watched this solid black figure in the shape of a man wearing a cowboy hat walk from one side of the house to the other. I didn't say anything to my friend when it happened. I thought maybe my mind was just playing tricks on me because we were watching a scary movie. After the movie, my friend's sister and others all left the house to stay elsewhere. My friend's parents were out of town. In the middle of the night, I woke up to someone stomping up the stairs toward the room we were sleeping in. We thought maybe her sister had just come home and ran upstairs to bed. We went to check and found no one. We heard the stomping a few more times, and then a really loud bang on the wall. The wall between our bedroom and the outside of the house. On the second story. My friend looks at me straight in the eyes and says, Did you see the man earlier? I swear no one else was home, and my friend was just as terrified as I was. We hid under the blankets and didn't come out until we could see sunlight. So that story has a lot of replies, including these next few. This is from user Cheesy Spacesuit. Look up the hat man. I, too, as a child, used to hear heavy boots walking up the wooden staircase of my childhood house. Then me and my brother would randomly see a solid black figure wearing a cowboy hat on the stairs on multiple occasions, but only for an instance. Some of the online stories surrounding the hat man are definitely ridiculous and embellished, but when I saw a couple of the drawings of him, it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. This is from Reddit user Fez and No Pants. I never had, I never heard the boots or saw a shadow, but when I was a kid on the top bunk, lying in bed, waking up in the bright light of morning, I would lazily visualize a man in a big cowboy hat walking into the room and standing next to the bed. I had no reason to imagine this. I was all about robots and goblins and aliens and dragons, not cowboys. Also, I live in New England. No cowboys here. Just fishermen and woodsmen. No reason to visualize a cowboy, but I did over and over. And then, more than 20 years later, I learn about the hat man. What the hell is he? A god? And then another reply from user N. Fuentes. 
Growing up, I would play with my toys alone in my room. A see-through man wearing a cowboy hat would watch me through the cracked open door. I always thought it was normal as a youngin. As a teen, I realized it wasn't and stopped leaving the door cracked open. Uh, So that's the hat man. And I didn't look any further into Uh this, but there were like a hundred replies to just this one comment. So this is like not a universal thing. I've never seen him, but... I think this is not only universal, but transcends uh, nations and countries because... My dad has told me a similar story to the hat man. What? He says that he's, uh, he saw a man in a cowboy hat in his in his old pueblo uh, when he was young, completely white, like just a man dressed in white, cowboy in white. And he says that from time to time he would see him and he would ask, oh, who's that man? And they're like, don't worry about it. Like, there's nobody there. He was like, none of these stories mm-hmm. said that he was dressed in white, but I was picturing him all really? in white. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, my dad's told me the story so many times, and like what? his family's like super superstitious. They're like that Catholic side that like believes in like the brujeria and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they be- and- mixing the dirty water and lighting the candles. But he would always talk about a, wi- a white, a someone dressed in white could never see his face and wore wore a cowboy hat. And kind of just like what? was around my dad and he never talked except for one time when he like nodded at him. And that was the only acknowledgement the guy ever gave. What? Yeah. My dad would tell me that stuff all the time. I was like, oh, maybe it's just somebody from like the neighboring ranch or Pueblo or something. So I don't know. To be clear, mm-hmm. that would have taken place in Mexico. Yeah. These are probably taking place in America. Right. But. Probably. I don't know. If it's like some omnipotent being. Maybe there's other cultures where they have. They they see a man in a cowboy hat. That's very cool. I read a lot of these stories that I didn't include. Mm -hmm. But um, everybody came to the consensus that. Maybe they were afraid of him. Or maybe they felt fear when they saw him. But they weren't threatened right, by him. Right. If that made yeah. sense. Like it's just more of a presence. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even a positive presence to some people. Maybe. I should ask my dad how he felt around him cuz I don't remember, but I just remember him telling me stories about seeing the man in the hat. Wow. Yeah. That's so That's cool. insane. Ooh, creepy. All right. All right. Are you ready for my last yes. one? This is my favorite one. That's why I saved it for last. This is from Reddit user Remember Coombe Valley. Mm-hmm. They say, I have a phone. One, two. I guess it's, I think this was a reply to another story about a okay. phone. When I lived in a hideously awful and seriously haunted house when I was about 22, I noticed my cell phone's message light blinking. I checked it and the mechanical voice said, You have one new message from... And there were 10 seconds of silence. No phone number recited. The message started without further introduction. It was a friend of mine, and she sounded happy, relieved, more relaxed than I'd heard her voice in the last year. 
Hey, Coom, it's Nicole. I'm in the normal place waiting for you, she said. I'll be here a while, so whenever you want to come around. And then she signed off and hung up, and I immediately called her back and got no answer. She'd left for a three-week vacation to New York two days before and had told me that she wouldn't have her phone. She was leaving it at home because she didn't want to deal with roaming charges anyway. I was worried. Why in the world would she be home already? But it was her. I called her roommate, who was equally concerned since she hadn't seen her in two days. Her phone's right here, she said. It had been left behind because Nicole would only be roaming the whole time anyway and didn't want the charges. But I can call her cousin. She hung up on me, called our friend's cousin, and spoke to my friend, who was fine, a bit distracted, melancholy as she usually was, but having a relatively good time, and undeniably in New York. We had no normal place. We rarely met at the same place twice. Uh, We were far more often, in fact, likely to run into each other at random on the street, and she swore she'd never called me had a terrible head for numbers, and would have had to write mine down to remember it. We never figured that out. But about six weeks later, my boyfriend and I decided that our phone needed to be replaced. It had gone off again, no ring but a message. And just like before, it didn't give a number. I listened to it for about 30 seconds, feeling goosebumps rise over my entire body, before I passed it to my boyfriend and watched him go white. He listened for about as long uh, before saying, Coom, what the fuck? And setting it to speakerphone. We sat there in total silence, shivering as the message played out. The message was almost 17 minutes long, longer than I had thought a phone would record back then. It was a recording of a voice humming a sweet tune, wandering, as if she was cleaning or cooking or doing some other thoughtless task. It was a familiar melody, though, nothing I could name. The message ended abruptly with a little happy laugh. Four notes, low to high. The voice and laugh were undeniably my own. Ew. Creepy. Isn't that one spooky? I just gave myself chills. That gave me chills, too. So, she was living in a haunted house at this point, mm-hmm. and her phone started sending her these creepy voice messages that the first one feels like a prank right. to make her worry about her friend or something, or confuse her at mm-hmm. least. And then the second one was her own voice, humming for 17 minutes and laughing. That's fucked up. That's that such one. a good one. That is a that is a great one. She had a, a few more stories that were pretty good. One of them was about um, like living in that house, or um, the one that I remember. She was living in that house, and she was living with a roommate who had lived there a lot longer. It was probably like an older mm-hmm. guy, and he had a telescope that pointed out of the dining room window at like a um like a faraway parking lot i'm guessing they lived in like a like a hilly city or something like that and um one day she went to look through it and couldn't see anything and he explained like oh it 
it's like broken because it has been knocked over too many times. I just like having it as decoration or whatever. And she was like, oh, okay. And then one day she had a party and she walked over and a bunch of her friends were gathered around it. And she heard one of her friends looking through it going, oh, no way. What the fuck? <laughs> and then passed it off to the next person. And they were looking through it like, no, no, <laughs> like, no way. And she was like, what's going on? And they were all like, when you look through this, you can see a forest. <laughs> but they lived in the city. There were no forests anywhere around right. there. So she looked through and she kind of like wiggled it around and she could see clear as day a field met by trees and then a dark clear sky with stars. And then she backed away Mm -hmm. and was like, what the fuck? And then another person looked through it and was like, oh, it's gone now. You can't see it. What if they saw that same pond forest area that that guy (laughs) was in? Ooh, connected. In the comments of that one, they were tossing around the idea that they were actually seeing the past before it had been developed into a city. Mm-hmm. Like they were Twilight zoning right. it. Like looking into a past dimension. Ooh. But yeah. That's cool. I really like the... The voicemail story a, a lot. That was a good one. That one gave me... Chill. Imagine he- hearing your own voice in a voicemail that you know you didn't and leave. I already hate the sound of my own voice. So that'd be double creepy. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, who's this idiot? Oh, wait, that's me! Who recorded that? A ghost. Not I. A ghost. A ghastly. A goblin. A, go- a goblin. All right, right. so you wanted yours to be the last. It better be good, baby. (laughs) Mine is, this last one is cute. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. Okay. But it's also creepy. Well, we'll see. Cute and creepy. It's also shorty. I had fallen asleep at night with my fan running and woke up freezing. I turned it off. Not long after, I woke up hot again and I turned it back on. This happened several times throughout the night. The last time, however, I woke up hot once again. And the moment I opened my eyes, I heard the pull of my fan and looked up to see it slowly start speeding up. I laid there in shock. I didn't move. After about a moment, I said, thank you, and fell back asleep. What? So his cat turned it off for him? <laughs> no, he lived alone. He can live alone with a cat. Oh, he can live alone with a cat, but there was no cat. And I don't think that... That you know that of. I know. I mean, he didn't explicitly say. And What if he had a dog and it was Airbud, and then he jumped Air up. turned the air on? And grabbed it with his mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that Airbud came into this man's apartment, turned it on for him, and was just like, you only get one, and then bounced. Or it was something else. That sounds like he was half asleep, got up and turned it off. Well, if you're going to poke holes at it, then yes. (laughs) Or I choose to believe that a friendly ghost was around and was just like, you know what, bro? I see you sweating. He was just like, thanks. I feel like that same ghost comes into my house. Mm -hmm. 
because I have not been sleeping well lately. And I will prop my door mm-hmm. t- to my bedroom open at night so my cat can get in and out. Otherwise, she'll bang on it regardless of what side she's yeah. on. Over and over, she'll want in and out, in, in and out. Oh, me too. And, <laughs> and um, some days before I started propping it open... Mm-hmm. Um, she would be in my room and I wouldn't remember letting her in. Like my last memory would be letting her out, you know? So I feel like that must just be one of those things. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully hopefully you're just forgetting that you're doing it and it's not some helpful ghoul. Or it could be Michael. No. No. Michael doesn't wake up before maybe 10 at the earliest. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just a ghost. He works from home, so he doesn't have to. Maybe it's just a ghost. Or maybe it's like those cavers. You got carbon monoxide poisoning going on in your home. And your your memory's spotty because of that. You forgetting anything else? Um, exactly. I can't remember my middle name or my social security number or any of my friends names or where i work i think that's or my address or my phone number (laughs) i don't remember how to cross multiply Uh, but you've never really known that yeah that's true well thank you cool acidal for that short (laughs) little story that one i read because i wanted to give a quick shout out uh when i was looking for these stories um, mm-hmm. I went to the normal ones like Let's Not Meet, which is a subreddit where you talk about, you know, encounters with creepy people or like, you know, stuff that happens to you that could have led to a really horrible outcome. Uh, no Sleep, which is fiction stories that are creepy. Ask Reddit. But I found another one called Short Scary Stories where people mm. write, you know, they try to scare each other mind you know under 500 words and there were a lot of good ones you know it reminded me like vine it was like a vine for horror you know it's like Hmm. with the with with the limitations that you have what can you come up with and this guy came up with this one and i liked it that is a good one yeah but is it a fiction it's a it's a fiction it's it's an obvious fiction how is that obvious after because, the ones we've read well, tonight? Because I mean, no, he's lived alone. He was just, I don't know. Maybe he drew from experience. I can't say, but I'm going to assume it was <laughs> fake. Sounds fake. But okay. <laughs> well, All there right. you have it. Some scary stories. Hopefully you're listening to this at night like we are. Getting in the mood. <laughs> Yeah, let us know how you like our first Brave Girls bite. Um, so we're not going to have a schedule doing these. I think we're just going to do them as they come to us. Mm-hmm. And it could be me, it could be Lindsay, it could be Krista, it could be any of us. And we're also going to keep doing our campfire tales and our regular episodes where all three of us come up with a, a true crime topic or paranormal topic to do not a deep dive on obviously but like a little bit more than just reading a reddit post Mm -hmm. um 
let yeah let us know how you like it if you didn't like it chances are you might like another one we get a lot of messages asking us to talk about horror movies which we love to do but we get an equal number of complaints saying we talk about movies too much so maybe this will be a nice place to talk about just movies every once in a while that would be cool so yeah you can um find us on instagram we are brave girls podcast we're on twitter at brave girls pod if you have any camp player tales to contribute to us which are just your own personal experiences that are a little spooky that you want us to read on an episode you can reach us at bravegirlspodcast at gmail.com we also have a facebook that's usually the first place we post when we post a new episode just because we can post all the different links and they're all clickable and feel free to dm us on any of those uh, social media accounts anything else luciano uh no, just uh, be safe out there and, uh, you know, stay brave. Stay brave. Wear those masks. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.